0: You gotta take a stand, it don't have to hide. If you hurt my friends, then you hurt my pride. I gotta be a man, I can't let it slide. I am a real American, fight for the rights. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Amerix Weekly. I am your co-host, Chad d assist and, at all, and as always, some of my words already, I am joined by Keith Wozniak from Let's Go Amherst. Keith, it's been a week and it's been two weeks since last time we talked. How are things going?
1: Right. Happy New Year. And uh, yeah, it's been a couple weeks and things are going pretty well. Pretty well. Can't complain too much. So we got some wins under our belt, uh, New Year, and like we, we have some new setups here. So
0: hopefully everything sounds better for the New Year. Moving on up. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about before, and also Happy New Radio, we were talking about before, you know, you got a, a like a new microphone, and I got a microphone arm, and like we're like we're like podcast professionals over here now, You know, moving up in the world. It's like we're
1: out of the basement. <laughs> we're out of the basement.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Nice little, nice little plug for your other gig. Yes,
0: yes, <laughs> I appreciate that. Actually, I have a, I have a good interview with kind of Sean Tierney coming with that later today, so I'm kind of excited for that. Let's jump into the Amherst here. So we'll kind of focus on this week. Because uh, it was it was a better week than the previous week, anyways. Uh, two shootout wins, a loss yesterday. Just quickly, in general, how did uh, how did the week go here for Rochester?
1: Yeah, I mean, they got it uh, four out of four to six points. So anytime you get four to six points, you can't complain too much. Which really, you can't complain at all because that's really what matters is the points. Uh, you know, they beat one of the top teams in the conference in Bridgeport, even though it went to a shootout. Um, you know, one. You know, the goal everybody saw that uh, Asplund had with pass from Nylander with 12 seconds left to tie the game. Um, you know, Alexander had Nylander had a nice shootout winner against Laval. Um, lost Saturday night, but still close game. So, overall, since we last talked, they're 4-2. and two, So, they got some wins back under their belts, and they're still top of the North Division. Uh, they got a little help with Syracuse losing on Saturday night. So, yeah, things
0: are kind of continuing to move in the right direction. So we're kind of, I guess we'll go about this here, is we're kind of at the halfway point here, or close to it at least, not exactly for the average, but, you know, like you said, seven points up on a playoff spot, uh, first place, North Division. Just overall, kind of the halfway point where we are here, are you, I guess you could say, pretty pleased with the team that we've seen so far?
1: Yeah, we're definitely pretty pleased. You know, the the start of the season, one of the things the team talked about was being a... You know, an elite contender for the playoffs, and you know, there, there's two ways to look at that. There's you, know, you kind of look at the record, and they're they're doing well. Um, you know, considering their home record isn't the best, it seems like they're they're not that big of a team. Um, but compared to when they play, I don't have the stats right in front of me, but you know, I think they're something like 11 and one against the top teams in the conference versus you know they're almost like a 500 team against the lower hmm. teams. So. You know what, when you're beating the top teams, when you're beating Syracuse, Cleveland, Bridgeport, um, you know, when you're beating the top teams, that's really what you have to look for. Um, you know, they're they're beating them, they're winning good games against them. So, yeah, that's, you know, come playoff time, those are the teams you're going to be playing. You're not going to be playing the Bellevilles or Laval's and Binghamton's. And, you know, even though we've lost two of those teams, if you can beat the top teams, you know, there's something about playing those games that brings out the best of them, brings out the wins, and, in the spring, that's what's gonna matter. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. So we're with the near halfway point comes All Star nominations and Rochester received two of them. Uh Zach Redman and Lawrence Pilot, who, you know, funny enough, still gets the uh still gets the nod when he hasn't been there in about a month, almost a month now. But uh you know, what's your overall reaction? Do you think somebody else should have went? You think those are the two right choices? What's kind of your overall reaction on the All-Star picks?
1: Yeah, the, I mean Zach Redman is the obvious choice. He scored again last night. He's kind of gone into a you know I don't know you know I guess a slump in a way, and, but he still has 16 goals as a defenseman. Uh, he's two away from tying the Amherst all-time single-season record by for goals by a defenseman. Wow. Um, you know he's still leading the league as far as goals by a defenseman, so that's still pretty good. So that's you know perfect choice there for Redmond. You know, Pilot was kind of surprising that they picked him, but at the same time, the American League likes to brag about, hey, so many all stars have called up to the NHL and played these games. So he kind of fits that role perfectly, saying, you know, hey, he's an all star. He's been called up to the NHL. So, you know, and still, for, you know, considering the guy only played 16 games out of 36 the Emirates have played so far, I think he's still one of the top scorers and defensemen in the league. So, yeah, here's it. Um, you know, I would. Probably have said c j. Smith should have gotten the nod, um obviously he's not here right now, but can't complain about Redmond pilot. They both prove that they are elite playoff you know American league defensemen, so they're perfect perfect for it, so
0: how does it work if a like a pilot doesn't come back for that do, do they replace them with somebody else or they just leave him on the roster and then he just doesn't participate
1: yeah they'll usually nominate someone else or okay. call someone else up, so you know they'll say. It's happened pretty often where the guy will be nominated and then, you know, a week before, a couple of days before he gets called up, you know, and they're not going to send somebody down just to play in the all-star game. You would think they kind of would, but, you know, give the player the credit. But obviously at the same time, the NHL team's not going to say we're going to send someone down to play in a meaningless <laughs> showcase.
0: Right, so, right.
1: Yeah, no, they'll usually pick somebody else or, you know, or just go without them. But
0: yeah, they'll, they'll kind of leave them. They're still an all-star. Okay. So that's good. So moving on to the players themselves, especially from this week, uh, Alex Nylander had himself a week, at least in the highlight reel category. Uh, He had a nice shootout goal. He had a goal on Friday. Uh, How are things going for the often talked about Alex Nylander down there?
1: (laughs) Alex Nylander is our shiny object. That's what he is. You know, he, you know, he credit where it's due. That was a, you know, great heads up play on uh, Wednesday night. You know, faceoff off was won. You know, give credit to Sean Malone in there because that whole goal with 12 seconds left doesn't yeah. happen without a face off win. And, you know, those are the little details sometimes that everybody saw the goal, but you don't see where it starts. So I always like right, to give, right. you know, in a way, Nylander, if you look back at the pass that he made, it went right to Asplund's feet. Asplund made a great play, getting the goal scored. So credit where it's due. Um, you know, Friday night he had Neilander had a goal and assist, or goal and the shootout winner, which just took off. Which was hey, good for him. This highlight. But you know, you look over the last 13 games, he only has two goals. I think it was 13 or 14 games and uh, one, two, three assists. And he just kind of hit another. You know, consistency is something we've talked about all season. And for Alex, the consistency just hasn't been there in this recent stretch. You know, that's why C.J. Smith was called up, because he's been right. consistent start to finish, you know, whole season. Alex had a little dry spell, and he's back into a hot spell. Um, Saturday night, he was kind of invisible again, didn't really do too much. But at the same time, there were a lot of other players that didn't do it either. So, you know, I'm not going to pick on him just saying, you know, he's invisible. Mm-hmm. Um, when, you know, he wasn't the only one. So, yeah, you know, he had a couple of great games. Uh, you know, that's something we just want to see out of him all the time. And that's something that isn't happening still. So, you know, when he does score, he's a shiny object and everybody loves him. And then he goes invisible and kind of forgotten about again.
0: Interesting. It's a lot of, like you said, he's the, especially with Smith here now, you know, he's the, uh, he's kind of the focal point on there. I, I mean, I guess there's, you know, it's so hard because. Yeah, you, you look at it. Well, he's been there for three years, and you're like, on the side of the coin, you're like, well, he is only twenty still, and maybe this really, realistically, if they handled his development right, this is probably his first year in the AHL, not his third. So it's, it's. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. You know, there's there's the consistency. I think is the thing in his game he has to find now. He's worked out some of the other, you know, the bad things that defensively, the not going on the walls and not really being engaged. So now it's. You know, there's, there's, you've done this, this, and this, and that's good. But now, if you want to get to the NHL level consistently, you have to find some consistency. Right.
1: And you look at uh, CJ Smith, he was somebody that, you know, the reason he was called up was because of his consistency. And one of the things the team told him, you know, told CJ Smith they wanted was for him to shoot the puck more. And he leaves all forwards on the team with 108 shots. So. You know, the next, as far as forwards go, Justin Bailey is Ray right Palome at 101. And somehow none of those are going in the net for the guy or shot attempts are going wide. And then, you know, down below that, uh, Alex Nylander is 52 shots. So you go 108 for CJ Smith down to 52 for Nylander. You know, that's something that you have to imagine. And you always hear the players say, shoot first mentality. And, right. you know, we want to be a shot mentality team and you know that buzzword and cj smith is fitting the role he's shooting the puck and that's you know that's why he's leading forwards that's why he's called up and you know in a way he's kind of the model for follow that lead and you know you're going to get rewarded so we'll see what happens in the second half of the season
0: you know like i want to ask you about it, I think like he kind of runs under the radar here and he's again having a good season and you know he's always i guess you could say had good AHL seasons but daniel regan you know when I'm mistaken, you said he's near the top in goals on the team now? Uh, he
1: is. Well, he had one taken away from him. <clears throat> um, it looked like it went in off his stick on okay. Friday night, but it actually went in off a Laval player for Judd Peterson got his first goal. Ah, okay. Um, but Danny O'Regan is still tied for second. So in a way, with C.J. Smith up, he leads the team now for players actually on the roster with 12 goals. Uh, but he also has the best shooting percentage on the team at 22.2%. Just look that mm, up.
0: Okay.
1: So and it shows, hey, when he, he has 54 shots on net and, you know, when he gets the puck and shoots it, it's it has a great chance of going in. So he kind of flies under the radar because he's he's not the flashy Nylander. He's not the flashy Olofsson. He's not the, you know, kind of speedy C.J. Smith. He's just He's just there and he's putting the pucks in the net. When you look at, uh, you know, I know Buffalo has a secondary scoring trouble and, you know, the Emirates have it at times. You know, he kind of fits that role perfectly. He's kind of, you know,
0: middle-of-the-pack guy and he finds the puck and puts it in. You know, I, I really wonder what the Sabres, you know, what their feel is with him. I mean, he's, you know, he's a bottle acquisition from that Vander Kane trade, but he's only, only gotten brief looks here. You know, I, I feel like he's, you know, if, there was a rash of injury or something, I, I feel like he would be below, probably be below Reno Smith, probably below Nylander, then maybe it's Danny O'Regan. Or it's just, he's interesting. He's a guy that I've, I've kind of always kept an eye on, where I, I think he, especially with their need of center, you know, how bad their centers are, I mean, he can play some center, maybe that would help them. But it's, I've always just been interested in keeping an eye on him because I really, I really don't know what the organization's plan with him is going forward, especially when they have, so many players who are kind of on these one-year prove-it deals, you know, I, I wonder which side he's going to fall on when the season ends.
1: Yeah, I mean, he doesn't really have the speed for, you know, that's probably his biggest downfall is you don't really think he has the speed for the NHL. Right. So, he's uh yeah, he's a bottle guy. He's a college guy. He kind of kind of middle of the pack, so I'd imagine at the end of the season there, he's, uh, let me look it up, uh, he's a restricted free agent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you yep. have to imagine they'll still give him an offer and keep him in Rochester and we're not going to complain about that anyway because he's still on pace to, you know, score over 26 goals or something like that. So, yeah, he can't complain and he's playing on a line with Olsen and Asplund, and kind of helping those guys lead the way and, you know, that's perfect for them. So, yeah, keep him around and, you know, he's still down in the depth charts. It's probably not the happiest situation for him, but right. hey, he's, he's got a job, he's contributing and, you know, working on his resume.
0: All righty, so we're getting near the end here. So two big games actually coming up next weekend. There's no Wednesday game this week, but a home-and-home home with Toronto. And that's the team right now that sits in the five spot in the division. Uh, you're seven points up on them, but you have a rough weekend against them, and they could be knocking on your door pretty quickly here. So this is a little bit of a big weekend coming up here for Rochester.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There is, you know, Syracuse can kind of help us out with a loss, but, yeah, Toronto's got uh, – they're only sitting back, what, seven points in the standings? so. Yep. Yeah. Four points can, you know, it's a big, uh, eight point game as they say. So, you know, they're just one of those teams that we've played well against, uh, we're two and against them this season. They kind of have a chip on their shoulder, I think saying, Hey, you know what? Yeah. They're the former Calder cup champs, obviously a shell of the team that they once were. And, you know, Toronto doesn't have much goaltending. So yeah. Yeah.
0: if you have been seeing that lately? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, so they're, they're one of those teams that they're a playoff hunt team and, you know, the Amherst are two and against them. They're, you know they're beating them, so they're big games. So there's there's no chance there's nothing else that can happen but win those both those games, and we'll see what happens. So that's uh, that's they're one of the teams I talked about before that they're a playoff team, and the
0: Americans have done well against them. So that's all they can do is win. So before we cut out here, I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you because you know you scroll through the Twitter feeds after Sabres games, and everyone's like call up so-and-so and so-and-so. so and so and so and so. So I think you know you're one of the people are closest to. Now the Amex, I, I think it'd be kind of good for people to hear and set the record straight. Victor Olofsson is definitely not ready for a call-up, right? No, not at all. He's got he's – a,
1: he's a consistency issue. He's the same as, um, you know, Neilander we talked about. So he's got – you know, you take away his hot start when those first six games of the season. And, you know, he kind of went from everybody's like, wow, you know, Victor Golison. And when he does score, hey, we still use it because it's fun. You use a hashtag. Yep. and. yep. Yeah, it's fun. That's what we that's what we do on Twitter and social media. But, you know, he's got more assists lately than goals. Um, you know, he talked earlier in the week about, hey, you know, he'd like to score more. But if he's getting assists, that means somebody else is scoring. And if somebody else is scoring, the team's likely winning. And they are. So if you want that goal scoring, Victor Olsen hasn't been the guy lately. Um, you know, oftentimes when, you know, it's kind of rough for amricks lately. But on Thursdays when they do have practice, you know, it's been interesting. Him and Asplund stay around, you know, late on the ice and practice shooting the puck. But, yeah, Olsen hasn't been that goal scorer that everybody wanted him to be. And, you know, I was hoping he would be from the start of the season. So, yeah, he'll get there. Um, you know, he's still, he's one of those guys that, you know, we talk about shooting the puck. He's been one of a few that seems to shoot many wide or over the net than anything else on the goalie. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, he'll get there. It's still his first season. Um, you know, yeah, he has all the, you know, he's an older guy, so he's technically not a rookie with his experience in Sweden. Right. Yeah, but he's, uh, you know, I wouldn't say he's ready, and that goes back to consistency. He hasn't been putting the puck in the net. You know, he's kind of had some dry spells, but, you know, in terms of development, he's going in the right direction, and that's, that's all you can ask for.
0: That is Keith Wozniak from Let's Go Amrix. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Let's Go Amrix and check out his awesome site that follows the AHL team and probably honestly the best coverage of the AHL team you can find. uh, Let'sgoamrix.com. Keith, I appreciate taking the time, man. Good luck next weekend. Big weekend for the Amrix. You know, we'll try to get our stuff together up here in Buffalo, but we are a ship that is sinking quickly it's uh not as happy as it was at the beginning of the season but we'll we'll try to turn things around up here so we can have some happy conversations again
1: yeah you know you should uh, send Lawrence Pilot back so he can be a little bit happier <laughs> so that would be
0: <laughs> get him you out of there that, sink- that yeah get him out of that sinking <laughs> ship get him out of there <laughs> yeah I mean if they're going to keep taking him out in and out of the lineup I'd prefer he just go back but we'll kind of see how that plays out here yeah absolutely so yeah no the emmerichs are going in the right direction they're still at
1: the top uh so hopefully the Sabres can turn it around and and until that happens we'll be we're still
0: happy down here that's good that's good all right man well we will talk next week hopefully after two victories or at the very least they split because uh two losses could be pretty pretty unfortunate down there so we'll talk next week man thanks again for the time
1: yeah have a good afternoon
0: Stay